Hello and welcome to Discussing Documentaries with me, Adam Morrison. Today we're going to be talking about episode three of The Innocent Man. And joined with me today is Rick Walton. Ah, don't worry about that. We'll make you sound smart in the edit there, Adam. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't like doing the intro. When you done it, it threw me. <laughs> <laughs> we sat here for half an hour going, yeah, just say that and we'll start. <laughs> oh, no. I totally forgot. I totally forgot everything. Mm, you have lovely hair. <laughs> you, 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 you were about to say the name of another do- uh, podcast idea I had, weren't you? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. You put it in my head. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us again. This is AJ's Patreon pick, episode three of The Innocent Man. In total, I believe. Oh, how long ago did we start episode one? And I'm annoyed we didn't continue because this this has been. I've enjoyed all three episodes so far of this. How about yourself there, Adam? I think, so the first two were good. I felt bad for the people in it. Uh, and then I was like, oh, he's a bastard, blah, blah, blah. But this one, I think this one, for me, was the most heartbreaking. Okay. Well, so say, you don't well, care about Debbie or Susan? Yeah, no, I was so. just about to say that. Like, yeah, obviously, it's bad that they, 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 they were murdered the way they were murdered and stuff like that and the families and stuff. But And it's about time someone said that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, bad. yeah, it is about time. But this one, well, you, you'll see, you'll see what I'll get at as we, we go through it. We'll start from the top, yeah, and then we'll just go through it and you'll see, because there's one, there's one bit that stuck out for me. Okay, well, this one, it's, it, it's, de- the, half of it at least is probably the demoralizing. The other one is shock and horror, and this one's like, oh, this is, yeah, demoralizing. That's the word, not, not heartbreaking. No, that was because also, yeah. As the last episode, you kind of went through. There's no way until you get to the last three minutes of that episode where you think Ron Williamson's innocent. Yeah, there's no, there's no chance in hell that you think the the guy's screaming at the fucking judge <laughs> and trying to trying to chuck the fasten down tables at the jury. You're like, oh yeah, there's an innocent man right there. But yeah. let's get into it. So it starts off, and the first thing to talk about is. Um, Basically, the town it's set, Ada, Oklahoma, used to have way back in the day, way, way back, it's probably cowboys, cowboy shit yeah. going on, which is uh, they would just have duels over disputes. Any argument in it, it's guns at noon. Guns yep, at noon. That's it. Guns at noon. And then there was a guy called Gus Bobbitt who had a, who had a quarrel. Over grazing rights, so I'm I'm not sure on this, but I'm pretty sure that means what grass cows eat. That is exactly what it means, yeah. So he's that cows seems worth shooting someone over. We're eating off his neighbour's grass. Do you know what I mean? Um, Do you know I have so many arguments of our last when we're walking the dog because like if another dog's coming, we need to get space to calm Ari down. But yeah. I'm like. Do not step on someone else's fucking grass around here. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like Ada, nineteen oh nine. Okay, it fucking is. It's not fucking far off. I'm, I'm telling you this right now. Yeah, right. this this bit was. Um, so this is like what was this? This is like the 
the intro part of the episode in it before the credits. Yeah, and it's it's really it kind of makes it all folksy all over again after the last yeah. episode because it's, it's a nice old lady. I, I forget who it was. Just goes, let me tell you a story, and she goes yeah. through back in you know Jebediah Springfield times. And so Gus Bobbitt has a quarrel over grazing rights and someone hires out a hired gun to go and kill him. They get arrested and I think the whole town turns up and hangs them. Well, no. no. Is is that what happens? I thought it was... They they get arrested. So what's Mm -hmm. their names? It's Alan and West and Jim Miller's the hired gun in it. So they all get arrested. And then they go down to the police station and or some people go down to the police station, take him out, and then hang him in the stables. Yeah. And then the whole town turns up and they're like, Well, who's done this? <laughs> Dunno who's done this. Like and everyone's like baffled. Obviously it's the old Bill that's done it. It couldn't have been anyone else really, could it? Um so they're all hanged. And then that is when that was it what did they say? The old West was dead. Yeah, wait, that's, they said that was the end of vigilante justice. That's it, vigilante that's, justice. That's when they formed it. And yeah. I don't... I, I imagine we do have laws that have came from things like this in this country, but, like, in Chester Street, it'd be like, well, you know, back in the 1800s, uh, if someone stole your plums, you could kick them in the face, and in the end of the day, the, like, we had to make laws saying you couldn't punch your plum picker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And to this day, I never take plums off other people's trees. <laughs> uh, you can't take plums off other people's trees. Jesus Christ, that is a kick in the face offence. Yeah, so it's weird that... Like, if everything that went in on America, like, at this time with, you know, like, the, the history of, like, the clan and stuff, like, down the south and stuff like mm. that. This Genocide was, of the natives, yeah. Yeah, like, everything. It was three people being hanged in a barn for... Cows eating the wrong grass. That where I was like, <laughs> no, we need law and order now. We need law and order now. Let's get that started. We have to go through the courts. Can't have so this. You've, you've you've came home and your kids. Said, All right, you fucked around too much now. You broke one of your PlayStation controllers. Right, yeah. Dad's setting down some new rules now. No, you had your chance. I tried. I tried to be cool. You weren't. You couldn't be. <laughs> but it, it just baffled me that that was the thing that got the law and order in. Like started in in America or or in Oklahoma at least. Like nothing, yeah. yeah. Well, we have but, this old lady to say so. I mean, yeah. it, it could have just been coming around that time. It, yeah, it could have been coming around that time, but it was the hangings that were the problem, not the people shooting each other for stealing their newspaper or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you stole my newspaper in the morning, right? Let's have a fucking shootout. It's just, yeah. I tell you, I went out to go and get a vape oil from the new off-license around mine today, and there's a little back alley that's never been there before from the estate. So I decided to be brave. I went down this little alleyway, right? And it's weird because it, it looks over a car park. It's got, this is what it looked like. Do you know on Father Ted, I hear you're a racist now, Father, the guy. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a wall a little bit taller than that, and it was a guy just stood there. And it's about nine feet away from reaching parallel with him where I can see his midsection down. Yeah. So I had a full nine steps of going, is this guy pissing and I'm walking towards him? Because <laughs> there's no... 
There was no earthly reason for him to be there. You're around the back of a shop yeah. next to a fence, and he's just stood there looking at a car park. That's that's the end of my day. That, that's, that, I, I don't do a lot of my days. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, yeah, no, I, I would be exactly the same. Is this guy pissing? Um, do I slow down my walk? Do I speed up my walk? I oh, felt I like I had to ask those. him. Do I need yeah. to wait until you finish that pile? Like, what are you talking about, young? Oh, fuck, now he's angry. Yeah. Right, okay. Do he was pissing, but he's angry. Yeah. <laughs> do you give him the strange, the friendly stranger nod to show that you're not like... Just yeah. quickly nod your head. All right, mate, how you doing? Good morning, see you later. <laughs> oh, weather's funny, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? And then carry Is on. your granddad, Davey Wharton? Oh, I used to pinch <laughs> plums off my granddad. Get here. <laughs> <laughs> but I would be the same, like, in situations like that, I don't know what to do. Slow down, speed up. Eye contact or no eye contact? Nod, no nod. I don't know how to talk to it because it's a new shop now. So I had to talk to a new cashier that I like the ice menthol, not the regular menthol. I don't like having to do that with a queue. Oh, I, I, I like my regular shop with my regular shopkeeper that knows me. That's already got the fags out on the counter ready for me. <laughs> Did I ever oh. tell you about the coffee shop next to the old flat I lived in London? I'm sure I've mentioned this recently. I'll do it quickly if not. Go on. Go on. So I used to go in like this when I was going through a phase of having like two lattes a day. So I'd go in there and like they'd be nice, we'd talk to each other. And then the day I was moving, I was like, Oh, I'm moving house today. And he comes out, he's like, Oh, my friend. Oh, it shook my hand. He goes, On the house. On the house. I was like, Ah, oh, cheers. He goes, Where are you moving to? I was like, Ah, oh, it's about ten minutes up the road, but you know, it's next it's next to a costa, so I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna walk <laughs> It's about ten minutes up the road, and you know you've been really good to me for these last five years. But you know what? You know what? Fuck yeah! I'm going with the big boys, mate. I'm next. I'm living next. I'm sorry. I'm not going to walk past two coffee shops to come to you. All right. Like, I'll pay for this one. I can't lie to you and pretend I'm moving away, and then you see me in Costa. The thing is, like, I've been grifting for five years. Ten minutes is. It's too far. Do you know what I mean? It was past but, at least two or three places I could have got coffee yeah. of similar quality. But if it's an hour away and you're driving, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do an hour for something I really like. But for t- 10 minutes, I'm just like, oh, that is just too far. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not doing a 10 minute walk to the shop or to the coffee so, shop. Back, back but, to, yeah, back to innocent Oklahoma. We have put ourselves on quite the content schedule, myself and Adam. Yeah. So, having a do you mind our Twitch stream is starting? I simply must play Football Manager. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, next off we see is uh, Mark Barrett. He's the attorney for Ron Williams. Yeah. And it's great when he's talking about like the the ethics of repping a killer. I don't know. It's whenever someone's justifying what they do. I. I it, it basically he's going. I've always thought right about things. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> and between him starting that sentence and it cutting away and him finishing that sentence, he's now wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, he's um see what I got from him, he just sounds super chill. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just so laid back. Because I know exactly what you're getting at, and I didn't click about what I was going to talk about and who I was going. To... So the other thing that got me is he's talking about this guy. He's uh, he's going to be innocent, and it's about the ethics of uh, wrongful convictions. And he goes, "Do you want to do a bit on the piano?" 
That's what I was going to say. In my notes, I've got sounds super chill, comforting, decent on the piano. And I was looking, I was like, I wonder if I could do that one day. (laughs) But it's just like, so they exhumed the body, right? There's a wrongful conviction. There's another guy in jail for other killings. There's been a slew, an absolute slew in this area of the local prosecutor saying the people have dreamt they've done it and they admit it as evidence and then uh, do, do you know that I know three blind mice I'll tell you what his uh, F major scale was absolutely spot on you could have get better than that it's so weird you learn how to play the piano yeah. <laughs> like I'm picking up on pianos all over the place now what have I had 10 lessons if you want to hear how Adams get on, he's actually doing the theme tune to our new podcast, All New to Wrestling. So if you could search for that, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's not at the level of discussing documentaries one yet, but I am a fan. That's what I'm going to say, Adam. I'm looking forward Thank to hearing much. the improvement. Thank you very much, Ricky. Yeah, not paying I those expensive music rights that we did for, for this <laughs> one. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be will will be as good as Ray Charles very soon. So, but he makes he makes interesting points because he's talking about back, you know. At a certain point in history, people just thought the police were magic. Like, they didn't make mistakes. Innocent men didn't go to jail. Yeah. Because they used Bibles in a court, God's on their side. And it all turned out to be completely out of bollocks. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you met Ron on death row. Yeah. So, what was it? 1988. You met him. I think this is 88-ish. I, I think yeah. 88, he might have been convicted, and then this is maybe mid-90s. But he, he joined, joined the case late 80s, early 90s, yeah. is what I want to say. And then uh, then he gets his two investigators on the case, then he? Um, Kim Marks. And, oh, J- Janet Davis was the other appeal attorney. And Jules Barnett, I want to say. Yeah. And it's funny because I may have just wrote down the one name spelt wrong, went back, wrote the new one, and then I forgot to cross that one out. Uh, yeah, I had to rewind it three times because I kept missing her name. <laughs> well, what kept getting me is, so when you see him, this is a very well put together documentary. What they're talking about, you see good footage of it at the time of they're talking about it, very succinct. But you see three individual pictures of Mark, Kim, and Janet. Perhaps Jules, one of the two. Which name have you got down, Jules or Janet? Because I don't I've got wanna... Janet. I got Janet Davis, Kim Marks, and uh, Mark, one Barrett. Mark Barrett. Yeah. Okay, so so Marks in the middle, and they're three separate pictures of a different time. But it looks like Marks got his arm round both of them, like a creep. Oh, I noticed that as well. Yeah. So I think it's Kim. Kim Marks is saying that uh, I read the trial transcript and I go, "Why we're we taking this case? Like, where's the part where he's innocent?" He yeah. sounds fucking crazy. So a week before Ron Williamson is going to trial, he gets a stay of execution. They'd already sent a letter out to his family to say he's going to be killed next week. Yeah. So they cancel the plans. Yeah, so he gets a stay of execution, and then they find an eyewitness, Glenn Gore. Yeah, he's the one who said he saw them arguing at the bar. Yeah. But then it goes into uh, other stuff. They start talking well, about other evidence. Well, when it goes into this, and this is one of the most fucked up things I've heard. Because in episode one or two, they say, we've got the guy who did it, we just can't get him yet. Yeah. 
that's that's an actual quote that I think he said to the mother of uh, the lady who was killed. I want to say yeah. Peggy or Sue. Uh, no, Peggy's the mother. So yeah. the Bill Peterson says that to her, and then you find out that Ron Williamson's alibi was his mother, and they waited for his mom to die before yeah. they charged him. Yeah, they also got a journal of a of his mother that said they went to Blockbusters that night and a receipt, admitted it into evidence, and then, oop, that evidence has disappeared. Yeah. But the thing is, they waited for her to die because she was well-known in the town for not bullshitting about anything. She would have grassed her son up, she would grass her husband up, she would grass the fucking dog up. Do you know what I mean? She wouldn't grass... She would grass anybody up because she was a God-fearing, good old Oklahoma woman do you know what i mean yeah what i loved about her was a mad haircut did you notice her haircut oh yeah yeah that's a beehive and a half isn't it gee all the women in that family had the most mental like haircuts i was like jesus christ i wish i could go live in them times that was uh... (laughs) (laughs) just hair looked better back then i've got to think about about hair lately what am i gonna do No, I can understand all the the target advertiser knows knows I'm due a windfall. Like he's got to, he's got to come to Belgravia sooner or later. He mentions yeah. it too much, not do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if it goes missing, they get a palm print. Yeah, yeah. So they exu- for for them to exhume the body, which I want to say that was what happened in the last one. So they exhume the body. Yeah. They then check a palm print, which they say is definitely. The daughters. The body would have been decomposing, but they said the palm print was pristine, clear. I, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand how, if a body's decomposing, that the palm print would come out and be yeah, so yeah, obvious. It, it, it's fucking, and be a better match than what it was 10 years ago or whatever. 10 years it ago, was. yeah. I, I, I didn't get that. And also, the palm print expert uh, reversed his decision for the first time in a 20-year career. Yeah. And then it was all other things as well, like he had a couple of pubes on his uh, washcloth. Do you know what I mean? They, they matched up. and Well, it's when they use certain words. Now, this is when particularly the, uh, the, the lady who picked this one and a few other people that I know that, that are very... Very fun listeners to have that are kind of black belts in true crime. Yeah. One thing you've never heard in a recent trial is a, a hair comparison expert. Which, oh, God, yeah. This <laughs> which is someone who went, that definitely looks similar. Look at them. Yeah, it's, that it's one and that away one. from the L'Oreal laboratories just to fucking do this. <laughs> they had an exoneree on um, one of the ladies on the appeals case had a famous exoneree against that office for someone they trialed and convicted on what turned out to be a dog hair with yes. the hair comparison expert. Yeah. What, what an expert. You can't even tell the difference between a dog hair and a human hair. Is there a difference? And I don't know. I don't know. We, I, 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 I'm going to look into this this week. That's, that's another thing for my list, Rick. I'm going to look into hair. Surely all hair looks the same. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. Can you imagine the amount yeah. of people that would have been convicted over whatever 30-year period or longer 
where that was the common practice. Now, this is lucky enough to happen at the back end. In the early 90s, DNA testing thankfully comes because in the pube evidence, they're using words like microscopically consistent. <laughs> not another <laughs> not another phrase I've heard in a thousand true crime documentaries yeah, I've watched. Micro- microscopically, uh, what was it? Consistent and... Yeah, the hair expert. It, that was insane. Melvin Hutt. Jesus, there was a guy stealing the living for a good while. Yeah. He was the hair evidence expert. He even said we got it more wrong than right. Like, it was like 90% fucking failure rate. And then... Oh, my God, this next bit. Yeah. Go on. It's all tied in around something called a Brady violation, which I'll get to on on, on what that exactly that is. Oh. But the, they show the... Um, it's the polygraph test he does, and then which I imagine they were pretty spot on back in the late eighties. Yeah. Up oh, says you're lying. Sorry, Ron. crackers. It was inconclusive, so he didn't pass. He didn't oh, fail, yeah. which I imagine meant he passed them. Yeah. They talk to him, and he tells them. They start asking him about his dreams, and then he says that he'd had a dream with uh, regards to what we heard in episode two, which is why we think he's the monster that we thought he was because they showed you what they showed the jury, which is him describing him murdering and doing to this young lass. But there's about nine people that's in jail in Ada that's convicted on saying, I had a dream about this. I know. The other interrogator in the room must have the similar feeling and this is just because we've gigged together so much that if you're, I'm watching you on stage and you start to get into your bit about kitchen appliances I'll be like yeah we'll be doing this in two minutes there we go wrapping it up now <laughs> <laughs> tell me Ron have you uh, had any interesting dreams recently no we're just shooting the shit now uh, we're changing oh, the tapes around yeah. All right. oh. yeah I have dreams about them do you have dreams about them Ron you know put, put yeah. yourself in that scenario what would that what would that sound like Come on. Right, the fucking... The dreams. Why is this now a running theme through this? Like, what is going on? Why is everybody having dreams about murdering these girls? And what... I I always... Like, from the first ones, I thought the blokes were drugged. They didn't look... Mm. They didn't look like they were all together with it. Well, can you imagine you're brought in at 10 in the morning to a police station? Yeah. And you, you've been in bother with the police as well. You've now you've been slapped about with a few phone books in your time. This isn't this isn't the days of CCTV making the news. Yeah. And they for thirty six hours tell you you've murdered this girl, then send you home, and you try and get a good night's sleep. Then they bring you back the next day. I went. So any interesting dreams last night after I told you like ninety nine thousand times that you're guilty of this crime? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, one, I probably wouldn't say. If I did have a dream about it, I'd probably go. I wouldn't say. No. I, I'd keep that shit to myself. Yeah, if I would doubt, I would keep that shit to myself. Yeah, I'd be like, no, well, to be honest with you, I, I had to have a few beers to my mind and I sort of just fell asleep. I don't really remember anything. Not that I had a wet dream about murdering people. I don't know if it was wet. Sorry, I don't know if it was a wet dream. I don't know why that came out. I'm sorry. <laughs> So the, the, just on the nine o'clock news, like suspect in the Debbie suitcase claims he doesn't dream when he sleeps. Is that a sign you're a serial killer? 
He said after a night of interrogation by the police, he slept like a baby. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. right you can say. Yeah. With I put it to you that on the night of April 14th, you slept like a baby and did not dream at all. Therefore, you are guilty of murder. You fucking cretin. And this tip of how they gained this particular confession is what's called a Brady violation. Now, a Brady violation is when a sculptory evidence is not handed to the prosecution. It's, ha- it's named after a famous guy this happened to and they found this out. And this is why you get good lawyers, all right? This is why when you see a law firm, you've got a hundred people looking through all the fucking files and all these researchers and analysts and whatever else they are like you know the fixes of the law firm i have to go through everything because the police have everything and there's been a few like on making the murderer season two where it's uh spoiler there is like acd blank at the bottom of the box and they're like holy shit we've like they they didn't label it they didn't put it on the inventory but they give it to us so it wasn't a brady violation then when you talk about how you need good lawyers, this is when you discover Ron Williamson's lawyer was blind. <laughs> oh, Ron, he's, his lawyer could not be asked in the slightest, could he? Well, due to how we see Ron within this, yeah. I would pay. I would pay money. I would pay good money to see just unedited of their consultations or <laughs> oh, oh, that yeah, moment. Yeah. That moment when Ron's sitting there and he's just like, they've got nothing on me. They've got, I, there's plenty of evidence. I wasn't there. And then he sees the guy dog walking. <laughs> <laughs> sees old David Blunkett walking in. He <laughs> sees the tapping of the kin. <laughs> and you can hear it in the lawyer's voice because you'll see very quickly Ron's an angry man <laughs> Okay, yeah. this is an angry innocent man and you can hear it in the voice going I'm sorry judge I can't represent them I'm too old I'm not, I'm, I can't put up with this shit yeah so he's what the, the bloke's turned up isn't he um, and they're telling no I don't I don't know if I've put this in the wrong place but they're talking about uh, that it goes to his sister and he's, she's going on about Ron's mental he- mental illness. And yeah, and it shows you how. Yeah. Um, but this, this is the bit. This is what I was saying. This is the bit that got me. Right. So uh, Renee Williamson, his sister, is reading letters from him from prison. Yeah. And the way I it just tells of a man in utter despair that has just give up on hope. Do you know what I mean? Like. He has stopped washing. He has stopped eating. He's stopped, he's stopped everything. His teeth are falling out. He's lost a load of weight. His hair's all fucking coming out. Um, and I just thought, Jesus, that was like... Um, it, for, for me, it's the when it shows the transformation over time in yeah. the prison pictures. It's like the end of Roseanne, the agent, but it's the saddest agent you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just felt really down after that. I can imagine the letters are having to be passed around the family to see what he means. Like, yeah. what's he trying to say? That it deepens? De- uh, depressed, right? Thanks. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was something like that with the context. It's just, you know, before I wrote back, I didn't want to get it wrong. It tends to get a bit snappy. Yeah. Oh, I suppose he only talks about his dreams with the old Bill for some reason. I don't know what's going on there. 
But yeah, so, that that bit that bit just got me because this all like the voices. He then goes on about uh, so they've they've got um, this new lawyer. Uh, he's going through it and they uh, they've done a two hour recording of the interview. Um, am I jumping ahead here or back? No, you're you're in the wrong part. So the the interview that wasn't uh, admitted to discovery. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, was two hours long. In yeah. which they kind of Brendan dassied him into saying whatever they want, and then his appellate lawyers are going to the prison one day, and the prison psychologist stopped him and said, "I've worked out what's wrong with Ron." That's it. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Ron confused. has an alter ego called Ricky Fitzsimmons, and although Ron can't bring himself to admit he did it he has an alter ego that's admitting he did it to release the guilt and the lawyers go no ricky fitzsimmons is a real person and again this just gets more bizarre because the yeah. guys walked into the prison uh, it went into the police station and said i killed that yeah. girl and described the 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 way that how the tapes warped when you're listening to him talk yeah it's fucked it's absolutely fucked it's one of the most like yeah, so he's confessing on the videotape saying, you have the wrong guy. I killed her. You have the wrong guy. I am the bloke you're looking for. And then the police were like, would you like a counsellor? <laughs> <laughs> would you like to talk to someone? And he's like, no. Did you dream not, last night that me. you didn't do this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's going, I didn't dream. I'm not, I, I don't dream about anything because I'm on whatever. And uh, but he's like, no, I did kill her. I did kill her. It then it cuts to footage of Ron in the prison making a statement, and oh my god, yeah, I don't think I've seen an angrier man. <laughs> the thing is, I I get it, like I I, oh, I yeah. get it, but like the 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 outburst in the court now, I get it, like the way he's in his interview in the second episode where he's he's laughing it off. He's like, you've got what are you doing, man? You're just trying to fit me up. Yeah, I mean, he sat there in court. His his lawyer comes in, pulls out his briefcase, realizes he's packed the yellow pages and not his yeah. court notes. He's chucking the table around. <laughs> <laughs> this is something about the blind lawyer gets me. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm not the, trying to be. The lawyers sit sit down on the prosecution side. <laughs> <He's> like... <laughs> 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 on a on a on a tax fraud case, he's like, I don't know what's going on here? Lawyer well, sits down, asks for a short back and size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm representing this right psycho. He fucking did it, like. <laughs> yeah, I'll have the steak, please. <laughs> My name is Ron Williamson. I am in the Bonatok Correctional Facility and I am charged with it. And he has just got the fucking righteous oh. anger of a fucking yeah. madman. Like He is going insanely angry. But you would. You would. Yeah, you would. and Ricky Fitzsimmons was cleared of any wrongdoing. Well, they didn't even take him to court, did they? No, no. They just said he was mentally ill, and he he went on. I don't know if you saw what he looked like to become a Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was that him? <laughs> oh, sorry. Do you know what? It's been a long week. It's been an absolute <laughs> long week for me. Um, it's only Tuesday, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so no one knew, like, no one believed he was guilty. He got away with it. Uh, Ron's gone mental. And then... Uh, so he's now... They're filing appeal. They've got the Innocence Project in there, which those are the guys. And here's the big thing. The Innocence Project, it's not just about helping these people. It's about how much it costs to help these people. Yeah. So the Innocence Project is willing to pay for the DNA testing, which is obviously through the roof costs. Ah, uh, if we just go back a bit, I'll tell you what was interesting mm -hmm. is, so Barney Wald was his defence lawyer that couldn't be fucking asked to do anything, yeah? Now, what they found out is he was done for social security disability. No, he had social security disability allowance, which is... Yeah, check fraud. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then he got done, but he was unfit to stand trial for check cashing or check fraud. Yeah but was okay for murder. So yeah. <laughs> that that stuck with me as well. This, he, I'll get to my theory as this unfolds. Yeah. I've got a pretty certain in my head what the police were thinking with this. So, yeah, so you got the Innocence Project on, and then Dennis Fritz, his appeals had all been failed. So he's, he's messaged the Innocence Project. And the only link he had to the entire case was the hairs looked similar and he knows Ron. So that's the only reason why he's in there. He's been yeah. there 12 years at this point. Oh, yeah. He was convicted for two pubes on a washcloth, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Which could be the name of our touring company. <laughs> <laughs> the Guilt by Association Tour of Rick and Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, do, we, do, do we need do we need to cut that bit? Nah, we're fine. It was because <laughs> when the big argument finally does come, we need to timestamp when we start talking about the stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, if you listen to discussion documentaries, uh, episode one hundred and three. Um, we clearly stick. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had this dream that I never gigged with that company. Does that count? <laughs> You're fucking guilty by association, mate. That's it. You're guilty by association. Um, where did we get to? So, uh, they're doing the DNA testing. Yep. So you've got the history of the Innocence Project and what they do. They've got David Sheck, who had something to do with the OJ trial. They weren't clear on what his position was on the OJ trial, but I would have liked to have heard a bit more about that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm intrigued to watch, uh, to see where... Because he's not even uh, mentioned in the OJ Simpson uh, miniseries either. That series should just be called Isn't It Sad What John Travolta Looks Like These Days? <laughs> 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 Why do all the people that were old when I was young now look terrible? Um, <laughs> they were good, good-looking people when they hit fifty-five. They're not ready for that downward slope. Yeah. It's time to get the scal scalpel out. It's, yeah, there's too much, too much plastic in them. But the the lawyer said something interesting. It says we have the evidence for you know at the very least unfit counsel. Yeah, uh, but manage your expectations because Ron is crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
like, okay, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the man who just bit the uh, the bailiff is actually innocent. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so the police actually rushed the DNA testing. They 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 forwarded because they think it will strengthen their case for yeah. when they get a retrial for the ineffective counsel uh, motion. That's when they found out there's no match. Yeah, and then this is when I'm like, well, so far we've only had three people, well, four people, no, two, it's five people um, on the telly so far, on the uh, on the programme so far. So now I'm thinking there's got to be someone else, surely. Got this, is, this is intriguing, isn't it? Because this is episode three of, I want to say five or six, I'll double check, yeah. but... I'm very interested to see what happens next. But what happens within this one could have been the resolution of its own documentary, which is what interests me of what's coming yeah. next. So you have Fitz, who hasn't seen his daughter in 12 years, is in the court. You get the motion to dismiss. And you get Ron's statement. And when you listen to Ron talk, you're like, well... If he wasn't a killer, then pretty yeah. fucking sure he's a killer now. This yeah, guy is, definitely is, now, yeah. is a justifiably angry man. When he's like, oh, okay, Mr. Williamson, how far away are you from electricity? Five days. Hmm. Five days. <laughs> just, there's just a coldness to it. And when you see him outside yeah. the jail having a cigarette, just reminds me of like a wedding when you see an uncle that would never wear a suit. <laughs> 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 jeans with like a denim sort of shirt with a fucking denim tie you still got in. the plastic in the collar <laughs> yeah still got the plastic in the collar yeah the big creases down the arms and the back uh, then you see Debbie Carter's mother Peggy that's sad you know she's got a drink on her way home but she was um, she wasn't right, like it- she was totally she wasn't... the opposite to what I, I, expected. I was expecting her to be kicking off, crying and all that. And she was like, that poor man. Yeah, which is yeah. right. And then, so now she's devastated. She's never going to find it. But there is a, when something like that happens and other shows similar I've seen, there is a thirst for, they say to him, I believe it's them. I've I've demonized this person. I've yeah. been told to done it for so long. I won't be told otherwise that it wasn't them. Like yeah. the, the um, Theresa Hallbach's family is a lot like that in making a murderer. But I, I thought that was um, so. Like the letter brought me down, but then that brought me up because like the human, the humanity of her. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The compassion. Um, then you got Dennis on the uh, on the chat show circuit yeah. with the daughter. Which uh, I don't think Ron got many bookings. It normally goes like that when when a duo splits up. Remember that, Adam. So, <laughs> yeah, like Robson and Jerome, one's fishing, <laughs> one's fishing, one's fighting dragons. Do you know what I mean? It's... Yeah, yeah. What, what, one one's in the most critically acclaimed TV show of all time. The others, the other ones on podcast talking about how he liked Newcastle in the seventies. Yeah. I really see which way I'm going to go with this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. At least we're doing something different. There's only so many times you've seen Unchained Melody with someone in there before you start getting the ump with them. <laughs> or up on the roof. I was desperate. I was desperate for Robson Green to end up in Game of Thrones. I wanted that to be the final scene. He just comes out, 
cuts Jerome's neck and said, you all knew this was happening. Wink and say, how are the mags? Walks off. How are the mags? <laughs> the dragon just happens to be black and white as it's flying off. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good... That would have been good because you had, what, the mountain versus the hound. Yep. Um who else was fighting? I can't even remember who else was we, fighting. We there, fucking... Now. What's it? The evil mother and Jamie Lannister. Fuck, I can't believe I've forgotten Oh, Cersei. Cersei and Lannister just, just crumble under bricks, so that sucked. Yeah. That wasn't a good, good conclusion. And then... They all just vote on Jon Snow going to... Uh, I, do you know what? We're giving spoilers right now that we don't need to give. <laughs> we don't have a yeah, punchline yeah, yeah. to this. No, we don't. We're just talking about what, 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 Watch it to the season before, and then you're fine. Yeah. So if you like then murder, there's a the, lot in there. What's that? I said, if you like murder as well, there's a lot in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, that just really got me. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's really good. People you like die. You feel something. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, where was So we? Bill Peterson oh. is the prosecutor. Yeah. And he's the one. He looks a lot like one of the commentators on AEW. <laughs> oh, he does, yeah. He does. He's, yeah. O- he's Oklahoma. Um, possibly related to Jim Rosslyn. So, Bill Peterson comes out in the press and says, the word innocence never left my lips. And all we're saying is we can't prosecute him on the evidence we currently have. And he was even telling people that they will try for him again, which that must have been just insane. To have to yeah. deal with that after twelve years wrongful incarceration. Could you imagine just being locked up, just and not for, for nothing, for no, for for not committing a crime? You're just locked up in prison for twelve years. That must be. I've had dreams about it. <laughs> oh, so it's happened. <laughs> Should we check the records? No, nah, no, nah, he said he dreamt it. That just means yeah, he did nah, it. Yeah, no, he said he dreamt it. Jesus, you know what it's like. Right, that's lunch. Uh, <laughs> and then you have one of the uh, female prosecutors. Uh, sorry, apologies, I didn't catch, catch her name. And she's doing something that I don't know if she's doing this or it's someone asking her questions as she's answering. But she's going, Do I regret what happened? Of course I do, blah, blah, blah. She's asking herself a question so she can get her message across, like, do I think that they should have been arrested? No, but we did the best we can. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's yeah. the asking themselves uh, Yeah, like, to moral. justify it. Yeah, like, no, I am a moral person. You weren't. You was just after the money at the end of the day. Uh, easy conviction. Well, Bang, see you later. Well, I think it comes from the top down. When you're in one of those ones, a guy comes in and goes, right, local girls being murdered, whole town's up in arms, we have no leads. Uh, who's that guy that was shouting and throwing shit at the police station last week? Does he live next door to her? All right, bring him in. Wait, he, doesn't, he lives next door to her and in his mum's shed. Fucking bingo. We got him. And he dreams. Fuck it. Lock him up. 20 years. <laughs> put, him, put him on death row. It's the dreams. It's the dream. When a dream still, like... Class as evidence, or are they not class of evidence anymore? Uh, oh, what's the word? I'm going to sound stupid as fuck. Um, I think dreams are at some point considered inadmissible. <laughs> as evidence. They've got to be. They've got, it was. 
Like, even back then, in the 80s, they should have been like, the judge must no, have been not, like, not and, when and getting... over the mic, looking at his mate going, is, uh, 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 can you just check the law book? Are we allowed to take dreams? Is he allowed to say that? Is he allowed to put dreams in? Uh, sir, could you stop trying to throw the table at me? I'm trying to work out whether or not you could be convicted on what you dreamt about last night. <laughs> so the lawyers are saying, like, look, Tommy Ward and the other guy uh, must be innocent. It's the exact same case, yeah. basically. And they did say that if there was just a murder and not a sexual assault in the first one, there'd be no DNA evidence which could have exonerated them, which is what fucks over Tommy Ward. Because there's been no body found. Yeah. And then, then Adam, in Ada, Oklahoma, where no one learns their lesson. Now, I mean, no one learns a lesson in Ada, Oklahoma. Tommy Ward says he had a dream. Oh, God. <laughs> that he knew where the body was buried. I can't wait I, for the next episode. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. Do you know what I mean? It's like South Park imagination, lads. Like, <laughs> he must be walking into that police state, into that interview going, imagination, imagination. <laughs> I've, got nothing, I've been locked up for fucking 20 years. What do you want me to talk about? Oh, yeah, I've had a yeah, lot lawyer, lawyer Mark Barrett, if he manages to get Tommy Ward off, then Bill Peterson has to suck his balls. That's 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 the end. That's the, that's the innocent, that's the the innocent man. But so Tommy Ward describes his dream. First off, it shows that uh, the appellate lawyers now join Tommy Ward's case because it's yep. it's heartbreaking listening to Tommy Ward. Tommy Ward sounds like the old guy at the depot. He just looks lovely. And yeah. um, he, he's going, and I hear about these exonerees and think, why not? And he starts crying. And, and, and then when, when the lawyer sits down, the piano playing guy, they play gospel music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you couldn't see to the left of him is is a guy with a guide dog get up and go. Well, I guess I'm not needed here anymore, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, do you know what I'd like? I, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next episode because I can't see where this is going because. I want to know because this dream he describes it vividly. He says a man takes him out to the woods and says, I know where yeah. the body is. He says, who are you? He looks and he smiles and he gives him a wink. He says, I'm Ricky Fitzsimmons, bitch. <laughs> it was him all along. It was Ricky Fitzsimmons. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was um, a guy who said he was either an angel or a demon. I think it was the quote. But I mean, yeah, I'm interested because I, I, I now, because of the title, I... And if he, if this Tommy Ward is guilty, would he have released this documentary? Do you know what I mean? Like, would he have signed off on it? It's funny you say that, because few, well, I say a few weeks back, uh, we were being, and we apologised profusely on the uh, rapidness of the content we're producing. But uh, a while back, we did a documentary which is the inverse of all these, called "Murder in the Park," which. Yeah is basically 
the Innocence Project and a group of students get a real murderer off death row and put an innocent man on death row. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's that's on YouTube if you ever want to check it out. But uh, that brings us to, and I think there was a newspaper clip that said body found, so there's going to be new evidence within this, and I'm very yeah. excited to get this one done. I Yeah, I am excited. To, I mean, I, I am really excited. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to get this done. I, uh, yeah, this... Um, I, I think this should be getting more... More people should be talking about this, uh, like, in the workplace and stuff like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone was banging on about Tiger King. I never watched it, but this one I reckon people should be talking about. Yeah, Tiger King is kind of so lucky and when it was released. Yeah. Because Tiger King's good. It's like grade A nutcases and some fun footage. But what it pretty much is, is this is the first time the whole world was said, sit down, shut the fuck up and stay indoors for the next three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the week of lockdown it got released. That is the luckiest, luckiest scheduling you could have ever hoped for. Jesus. Yeah, I never watched it. I never watched it. It, like it's, it's it's not bad footage. It, it, it's it's crackers people around tigers. It's, you can't yeah. go far wrong with it. Where on our Patreon account, which has been suspended, um, in terms of the payments have been suspended on that one. Uh, where I think we're about seven or eight episodes through season one. What of Tiger King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for just five pounds a month, if you don't want to watch it, but you want to listen to me talk about it, Patreon. Hey, I'll pay but, five pounds a month just to listen to you. I'll get it for free. That's all right. <laughs> we, 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 do, we do hang out too much. Um, so on saying hanging out too much, Adam, do you have anything to plug? Yes, I do have. We, Me and uh, Rick, myself and Rick, have a new podcast called All New to Wrestling. Uh, basically, uh, Rick's a super nerd of wrestling and watched it ever since he could first do his power ninja slam off the top ropes, maybe. Um, and I've never watched it. So basically, it's uh, a complete noob and a, and a nerd just talking about wrestling. Um which I'm finding really fun. I actually really enjoy it. Yeah. I really enjoy very, wrestling. Very similar to this, so it's about wrestling. So I've got to be honest, guys. Terry, I'm talking to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a review show of EW each week. Uh, check it out if you want to see that. We've also got Adam Morrison, Football Manager, where where Adam here, my co-host, is taking the reins of the football coach of Southern Water FC, and it has been a fucking amazing journey on that one. We're about, <laughs> what's it, seven games into the season. So they're, they're uh, about no, we, we to played, be released. Yeah, we've played all our group games. We're coming into the quarterfinals, baby. So so there's great footage of that online. There's some clips. You check Adam Morrison on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. And Twitch stream uh, Rick versus Morrison. So we're allowed to play computer games in the evening without being told off yeah. for not trying with our careers anymore. So... If you can check out any of those, if not, like, subscribe, or just thank you so much for listening. And we're going to be doing part four in the near future. Fantastic choice, AJ. And next up, I think we also are going to do Beyond the Mat, where I'm going to really try and be enthusiastic about the new wrestling podcast. And <laughs> coming up soon, the Tinder Swindler. But until then, thank you very much for listening. Take it easy. Adam, see you later, pal. Cheers, man. Take it easy, guys. Thank you.